0: Hello, friends, this is the Valentine's Day episode of the Truth For Your 20s podcast. And this is a topic that we have talked about a few times on the podcast, but a topic that's very hot and always gets a lot of conversation and feedback when I talk about when it feels like everyone around you is getting married, when you feel like you're behind in life. It is such a real feeling, and and I get it. And I, I remember those feelings so well, so I want to talk about it. But before we do, I want to read it for you the review of the week. As a reminder, we are trying to reach 250 reviews on iTunes. So you leaving a positive review on iTunes would mean the world to me. And I'm going to share the review of the week. And that is Katie is authentic and she loves her listeners. If she could reach through the mic and hug you, I think she would. I love that. She offers insight to help you navigate this crazy life that you will be so happy you heard. I love these reviews. I'm so thankful for you. I especially love the part about reaching through them. I can giving you a hug for real. And I'm glad that comes across because that is genuinely my heart. All right, here is this conversation. Hey friends, just a quick reality check. I am coming at you from the parking lot where my child is playing volleyball. She's doing her volleyball practice and it is 30 minutes away from home. It's an hour and a half practice, so there's no point in going to and fro. So often I bring my laptop and get work done. And I knew this would be a solo episode today, so hey, fancy, fancy schmancy. <laughs> Coming at you from the parking lot. Um I do have my earbuds, so hopefully the sound is good. All right. When everyone around you, it feels like everyone uh, is getting married and it feels like you're behind in life. I first want to validate those feelings because I know so many people, oh it'll happen when it happens. Don't you worry, you enjoy your single life. Like those are not untrue statements, but I don't want to un <laughs> I just don't want to brush by this angst that you're feeling, because it is valid. Um, again, why I'm so passionate about this decade in your 20s, because so much changes in this decade, you are leaving your family of origin, generally speaking, you know, th- and this is a general statement, this isn't like you have to do this in your 20s. But generally speaking, a lot of people, you know, move away from home, uh, find their career, often find the person they do want to spend the rest of their life with. And when these things don't line up in this undefined timeline that, again, is undefined and and not even really a thing, we tend to look at our peers. We tend to look at what's on social media and we like, oh my gosh, I'm behind and panic. And sometimes people marry the wrong person because they feel like everyone else is. And it just can become a very unhealthy viewpoint when you feel like you are behind. So I just want to validate that and let you know, like you're not wrong and and it's understandable. It's really, I mean, it really is understandable that you feel that way. Let me first talk about social media because when you're in your 20s, a lot of your friends are having major life things. You know, uh, they're getting their master's degree. They're moving off. They got this, some great job. They're getting engaged or married or whatever. And that is going to show up a lot in your newsfeed because those are going to be very well-liked and commented posts. And that is the joy of how social media works. And so in your 20s, when you have, even if you have let's say 10 friends and the 10 friends on your social media that had something big like that happen. And some of them are some people you barely know from high school. And some person is just someone you sat by in biology class. And maybe one of them is a good friend, but because they are all well-liked and commented posts, they're all going to bombard you on social media. And then it is going to feel like everyone indeed is having all these wonderful life things happen. And you're, you know, eating Raymond noodles And can't remember the last time you washed your hair. (laughs) I feel like someone is on the other side of their earbuds, going, "Oh my gosh, that's me." I I get it, like, and that is so valid. So I want to just park there for a hot second and let you know that you're not wrong because you feel that way. Like it's understandable. I mean, especially with social media. Okay, so now there's that quote, "Everyone," right? Because we say, "Oh, everyone's getting married." So I want to let you know that it's not indeed everyone, and then. And just a little perspective shift that might make you feel better. Like not everyone has the same time zone that you have right now. You know, like not everyone it's 10 a.m. on a Monday or whatever it is. Not everyone speaks your same language. Not everyone is in winter right now. Like, So just a quick like span out, if you will, when it, we define this term everyone, because I think sometimes we get bogged down and like, oh, I'm the only one who doesn't have my life together. Like you're you're not. You are not the only one. Um, And another fun fact, I was talking with a friend who I met online and she's a singer and like, she has her songs on the radio. She's this amazing Christian artist. Like she has everything quote going on for her. And we, we scheduled a conversation and we really like what each other are doing online. And she was on the podcast a while back. I'll give her a shout out. But anyways, we both kind of had this conversation of like, oh, you think I got it all together? I thought I thought you had it all together. And I'm like, we're like, both of us were like, it's all lies. Like, no, neither one of us. She thought I was like some, you know, incredibly like sought after speaker with bazillions of like whatever going on. And I thought she was like having, I, I, we both thought that we all had our lives together. And we were like, no. And so that's just an example of the reality of what you see from other people's lives too, like, Oh, okay. They're engaged. Great. And we're happy for them. And we hope that they met a wonderful person. And, and you know, it is a wonderful time in their life and it should be celebrated, but it doesn't mean everything's sunshine and roses with their entire life. You know what I mean? Like, okay, maybe they're engaged, but they don't like, there's just don't look at everyone because they have one life thing that they have it all together. And another thing when it comes to a cure for jealousy and I realize this jealousy word, it it doesn't necessarily mean that you are jealous because so-and-so got this great promotion or whatever. But when you get bombarded with everyone, quote, having all these wonderful life successes and you feel behind, the cure for jealousy is celebration. And you might be like, oh, whatever, Katie, I'm not jealous. I just feel behind. Sometimes, depending on the circumstances, the chair behind, so to speak, and what I mean by that is like, you feel like everyone has all this stuff and you don't sometimes the the chair behind or the root in that, especially like if it's a close friend or someone you felt like uh, a peer, and then all of a sudden they have this monumental, wonderful life experience and you feel behind often that can be rooted in jealousy. And the, the cure for that, while it feels very unnatural, the cure for that is celebration. And so sometimes you kind of have to like fake it until you make it. But if you can celebrate with them, and then you will feel that, that maybe fakeness turn into genuineness, if that's the word. And so I just want to point out while, you know, this, this angst of, oh, they will look at them. They're great. First of all, they're not. First of all, it's just social media and they really don't have it all together. And The cure to that in your own heart, because you can't change others, you can only change yourself, right? The cure to that in your own heart is celebrating with them or for them, especially that someone close. And so probably not something you want to hear. What you really want to do is throw tomatoes in their yard. I get it. (laughs) But the cure for that, because that's what we want, right? Like if you, when you get engaged, when you get the promotion, when you get accepted into the school of your dreams, don't you want people celebrating for you? Um, And I think that, hopefully you, you do this and you get this. And obviously, but you're human. And I get it. You're sometimes you feel like, oh, they suck and they're butt buttheads and look at them. They're doing great in life. The cure for that is celebration. I'm just saying, I'm just reporting the facts. Okay. I mentioned a second ago, this language of the chair behind. And I think that's important because often we have uneasy feelings or feelings of angst. And there is often a chair behind that or a root cause of why we feel this way. And when it comes to everyone has their life together and I feel behind, often the chair behind is loneliness. And yours may be different. I think it's good for you to sit with that for a minute and think, why do I feel this? Is it jealousy? Is it loneliness? Is it fear? There, there is something behind when you feel this way. And again, I'm not saying you're wrong, or these feelings are bad, they are completely normal, because you're completely human. But Understanding the the chair behind, as I said, or the root cause of these feelings, kind of helps you you deal with it and put handlebars around it. But I want to unpack loneliness because I feel like that's a that's a really common one, and it's so real. I was talking to a girl, and one of my by the way, I, I lead a twenty somethings small group. So through my church, I have twenty um, somethings, twenty something girls, and we get together every other week and just talk about life. And one of the girls was talking about how. Most of her good friends were getting married, she's 24, and she feels like she doesn't have any friends left. So real, so valid, and that can lead you to feeling so lonely. And one of the things we talked about is something I want to share here, and that is don't be afraid to plan a girl's night. Just because your friends are married doesn't mean they don't want to spend time with you anymore it's going to be different. I understand that you probably don't want to just like go over to her and her husband's house and sit between them on the couch and watch a movie. Like I get that can be weird, but I shared this in a social media post that everyone is waiting for someone else to go first when it comes to making plans. So if you say, Hey, Thursday, the 18th, I found that this band is going to be in town. I, or whatever, it doesn't have to be an event on the counter. Thursday the 18th, we are going to go to Topgolf. We are going to go bowling, like whatever, axe throwing, something you want to do with your friends, plan it, just plan it and say, or, you know, maybe send three dates. Hey, the 18th or the 21st, what works best for you? I would love to plan a girl's date. Invite one friend, two friends, three friends. You doing the work of planning it is such a blessing to other people. And I promise like even, and don't get your feelings hurt if they can't say yes on the first time. We're all busy as well, but you planning it not only makes you not feel lonely because you're having friends and you're having something to do. It is a gift to your friends. You're giving them the gift of going first, of doing the hard work of looking to see what's open, looking to see what's available, buying the tickets, like do that. And I promise you, your friends will be so thankful. One of the things my husband and I, like, you know, 2023, like goals, things we want to be intentional about, and that is planning dinner dates with people we just want to get to know better. I legit, I'm all about notes on my phone. I have like 9 million notes on my phone. One of the notes on my phone is families we like, people, it's called people we like. I don't know, maybe that sounds sketchy, but I have notes on my phone of people we like. And it's just a bunch of people that we want to get to know better. Sometimes it's our kids' friends. Sometimes it's people we kind of know from church, but really haven't got a chance to to get to hang out with them better. And so I just, like last week, I text two couples and was like, hey, you know, it, it was almost a little awkward because I don't know them super well. But I'm like, hey, you know, 2023, my husband and I are just trying to be more intentional about getting to know people that we really like and want to spend more time with. Wanted to see if you wanted to go to dinner this Friday. Both the couples I reached out to could not do that particular Friday that I asked. Did I cry about it and and say they don't want to be friends with me? No. They both said, how about the following Friday? And I actually had to, they both wanted to go the same night. So I had to be like, hey, what about one Friday and one Saturday? But what I kind of found in this experiment is that most people just want someone else to make the plans. And because I did the sort of uncomfortable thing of reaching out first they were so thankful and we had lovely dinner and we got to know them better and like it was it was a wonderful experience and I, I hope they will continue to get to know each other I you know we had a lovely time I hope they had a lovely time and it's just being that and it was not complicated it was not rocket science I literally was brainstorming of people we want to get to know better I put a note on my phone and reached out and said hey do you want to hang out like All that being said, in your 20s, whether your friends are married or not, whether it's just some people you kind of know and you want to get to know better, just that's some language around it that I just gave you. Like, hey, 2023, blame it it on your New Year's resolution. (laughs) Blame it on this podcast, whatever you want to do. And say, hey, I would like to get to know you better it's like dating. It kind of is like getting to know friends. Uh, I was joking about that the other day. Like I was getting to know a friend and like, we were just talking about small group and stuff. And I was like, is it too soon to get your number? (laughs) Like we were, you know, officially getting each other's phone number at the phone number stage, but it kind of is. And you have to move past that awkward. And what's the worst that can happen? Like they don't like you. Okay. Pish posh. And then just move on and invite someone else to dinner. Another thing I often encourage singles to do is get out of your comfort zone and like sign up for a class or go to an event, even if you don't know anyone. I challenged a friend to do this and she took dance lessons. There is a dance school like for adults, like a ballroom and salsa, whatever dancing. And she ended up loving it. It was kind of awkward at first. Like, oh, who am I going to partner with? But there's lots of other people there who have just started up for the first time. And it was a really fun opportunity for her to get to know new people. I talked about this with another girl who wanted to run and so she started signing up for 5Ks as a single person and there's a there's so many subcultures there's so many like running communities and dancing communities I was talking about this with our daughter now in club volleyball like there's this whole volleyball subculture like there's subcultures for everything my parents um used to be in RVing <laughs> like there's there's subcultures for everything and if you're interested in something guess what? There's going to be other people interested in that too. And so I really encourage you to dive into whatever you're interested in. It is going to be uncomfortable at first. You are not going to know who to call. You are not going to know what time to show up. You are not going to know anyone the first time you come. Like, just write it down. Like, it yes, it's going to be uncomfortable, but you have to do uncomfortable things to get what you want in life. Like that, write that down too. I mean, that is just par for the course of being human. And I think that you know that, but I think that sometimes we need to be reminded of that. And so I wanna encourage you, if you're single and you're feeling lonely or feeling not connected, maybe you just moved to a new town, go to Google right now and find events in your area or something that you've always wanted to do. Another thing I wanna encourage you is, while it may not feel this way, and this isn't the busy Olympics of fighting who is busiest or not, when you are single, you probably have more time than when you're married with children. Like I said, right now, I'm literally recording this in the parking lot of volleyball practice because I, it's when I have a minute to do that. And as you are single, you I, you might be the busiest single person I know. And like I'm, Again, this is not the busy Olympics or I'm not fighting for who has first place in busyness. But when you are single, you likely have a little bit of free time and it is a great time to be like, you know, I've always wanted to fill in the blank run a race, learn a foreign language. So I I don't know, but likely there is something like that going on in your area and I encourage you to sign up. Now, it might be a total crash and burn. I'm not promising you're going to find your best friends in sewing class. Maybe a lot of old women. I don't know. But give it at least two or three times before you decide it's a winner or not. Um, and, And just go in with the best of intentions, go in looking for it to work out. You know, if you go in, we tell our kids this all the time. If you go in expecting it to suck, it's going to suck. If you go in expecting to meet new friends and for it to be great, it likely will be. So, you know, the saying is we always find what we're looking for. So look for it to be a great experience. And I hope that it will be. Hey friends, quick interruption because I want to tell you about Hungry Root. If you were like me, you spend way too much money at the grocery store on impulse buys, guilty. And also, I've tried several meal delivery services, but I haven't found like a happy medium until Hungry Root. It is where meal delivery services and the grocery stores meet. So here's how it works. You take a free quiz and say what you like to eat, how many people you were trying to feed, if you prefer vegan or whatever it is, and it offers you a customized plan starting at just $65 a week, which is way cheaper than what most people are spending at the grocery store. And you get pre-prepared meals, which are ready to cook, which is great for having friends over like we're talking about on this episode. It's basically everything you need to eat for the week. You can save 15% on two boxes when you use promo code HR15, like hungry root 15 The link in the promo code are waiting for you in the show notes. So we just talked about this on the ad a little bit, but inviting people over to share a meal with you. Like there's just something magical that happens around a dinner table. And I don't know if you grew up with a family that ate dinner together or not, but inviting one, two, 10 friends over and sharing a meal, whether it's at the table or just in your living room together. And it doesn't have to be fancy. You know, I think that people overcomplicate it. I remember one time I, when my husband and I first got married, I invited my two best friends over. So this is kind of like opposite. I was married. They were till, still both single. But I I wanted it to be perfect. And I cleaned our teeny tiny little duplex that we were living in from top to bottom. And I had cloth napkins. I like think that was the last time that I've used cloth napkins since we've been married. But it was too complicated. I made it too fancy. And I I just overthought it. And since then, I actually learned that friends actually appreciate better when it's imperfect and it's just real and it's just you guys hanging out. And so I just encourage you, no matter where you live or what's going on or whether you can cook or not, like don't overthink it. Don't overthink don't it. Like it's okay to invite people over, even if it's not perfect. Okay. And another point I want to make is just because you are single does not mean you cannot find romance. So when we were having this discussion of the chair behind is this uneasy feeling because you're lonely? Um, is it because you crave romance? All very beautiful, very human, very real feelings that don't need to be just stuffed down and pretend like they're not there. But romance is a beautiful thing that you do not have to wait on until you find your boothing. thing, okay? We talk about this in the episode with Kate Warman. I will link that. She is the mastermind behind the heart of dating. I highly recommend you follow them on social, fabulous. But she talks about Buying yourself flowers, you know, hey, Miley Cyrus talks about that. <laughs> and it, like, there are things you can do. Write yourself a love note. Now, this is like legit. I promise. I highly recommend this. Just, it's basically journaling, you know, like, let's say your name is Sarah. I talk about this all the time. But, dear Sarah, I am so proud of you for hosting that dinner party. It was out of your comfort zone. You cooked something you haven't cooked before. You, you did something brave and I'm so proud of you. You signed up for that class. Like when you do these things, write yourself a note of encouragement because I understand this might be, especially for some people who may be more shy. Like I understand this might feel uncomfortable, but I promise waiting on the other side of uncomfortable are your best friends. Waiting on the other side of uncomfortable is a great skill that you really, really wanted to be a part of our subculture. Like we talked about with all these different friends and community that you are not a part of yet because it's just on the other side of this uncomfortable, this comfort zone, right? So I really encourage you to get outside of your comfort zone. And just because you're single doesn't mean you can't be motherly. Again, maybe that's a chair behind, like you really crave being a mother. Also a beautiful God-given desire, like what a gift to be able to be a mother. And I pray that you are one day if that is your desire But that doesn't have to be on hold. You know, if some of your friends have kids, what a blessing you would be for them if you're like, hey, Saturday, whatever, I'm totally free. I would love to watch your kid for you while you and your husband have a date or volunteer at the nursery at your church. Like these are things that you can do that don't have to be on hold just because you don't have a ring on your finger. And the last thing I want to talk about is trusting God in the waiting. This is a waiting period, right? It feels like you are not where you want to be in life, but your life is still happening and your life is now. You're not in the wrong spot. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. And there are things to learn here. Like this isn't something to be just rushed or glossed over. This is this is a beautiful stage, and I don't want you to um, negate it or wish it away. And I, I encourage you to just kind of like pray like, God, what do you want me to learn here? And and to be open to that. And maybe it might not be where you want to be, and that's okay. You know, our, our good and loving Father wants what is best for us. And sometimes that is, <laughs> as we said, outside of our comfort zone. Debra Fietta, who I love, she is a relationship counselor. She's been on the podcast twice, and it's going to be again. I'm so excited. But she talks about how human beings are magnetic, and we attract people at our level of health. So you might be saying, okay, Katie, this sounds cute and everything. Like, yeah, I'm going to sign up for a 5K and volunteer to watch the kids at my church, maybe have a dinner party. But how is that going to get me any closer to finding my boo thing? Because I clicked on this episode because I want to get married. I get it. And I want to remind you that this all works together because you chasing that best version of yourself is so fulfilling. It is so attractive. And again, healthy people attract healthy people. So as you are getting fulfilled um, in your own self, in the Lord, in things outside of a man, we're praying that he is doing the same thing. And guess what? These two more healthy, more whole, more complete people make a much better relationship a much better marriage you know there's no reality and behind the saying of two halves make a whole when it comes to human beings we, we those are two broken we're all broken but human beings can't complete other human beings we're all broken we're all flawed only Jesus can do that I would say your boyfriend is not your savior um, there's only one savior and his name is not Kyle and so getting complete getting fulfilled getting whole is such a A gift that you will give your future relationship and you are going to more places you are meeting more people you are signing up for more things which means you're gonna meet more people and even if you go to that old lady sewing class like I talked about I bet you one of them have a very nice-looking grandson you know like you never know and all of that being said too, is this a guarantee to find your husband no but these are very good and healthy steps and what I want you to hear in all of this is to trust God with your love story. That's actually the title of the episode that is coming out next week. Okay. Real life. I had to put pause on that and now I'm recording at my house. Uh, volleyball got out early and now is the next day and I'm recording the finishing things I want to say for this episode. So I was talking about trusting God with your love story and I feel like, if we had to boil all this down, this is what I'm getting to. And you know, yes, we want like, you're listening to this because you probably want to get married. Yes. And you're trying to figure out what's next and all of those uneasy feelings. But if we have to boil all of this down, a lot of times the chair behind, as we're speaking about the, the root cause is also asking, is my God big enough to handle this? something I've talked about a few times is, you know, none of us (laughs) ever worry if the earth is going to make a complete rotation or if the stars are going to fall out of the sky. Yet so many, I know I myself included when I was single lay in bed at night, worried to death about if we're going to get married and if we're going to find the right person. And what about this guy that we're dating? Is this a good thing or is this not a good thing? And we worry ourselves to death over that when a lot of times, you know, there's a balance. There is making wise steps. There is discernment. There is praying, there is seeking wise counsel. And then there's just having all of these plans with an open hand and saying, Hey God, you know, the desires of my heart, I trust you. Something I say over and over again, I always say, I say it until I believe it. And that is God, you are good and you can be trusted. God, you are good and you can be trusted. And sometimes in this single time is, is is a perfect time to remind yourself, God, you are good. And you can be trusted. I was doing mentoring with a young lady who was reaching out. She sought me out for mentoring because she's in this single season and kind of not sure where to go next. And what was encouraging as I was talking to her is she's doing all the right steps, like, you know, putting herself out there, uh, looking pretty, you know, let's like not discard that that's part of it. You know, you want to like brush your hair and put on deodorant. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are doing this, but just something to note. And she, she was feeling discouraged because she had a few dates here and there, but just, you know, it wasn't exactly what she had in mind. But something that I really noticed in her walk in this, this season of singleness is she had a very sweet and tender and, and really authentic relationship with the Lord. And, and I pointed that out that out to her because while I want for her to find you know, a relationship, a godly man here on this earth, I know for sure that the only one that can truly complete her is the Lord. And I know that sounds like, oh my gosh, like, okay, Katie, whatever, that's so Christian. Like, oh, yeah, I know Jesus can complete me, but also I want someone to cuddle with when I'm married. <laughs> I, I get all of that, but even when you are married, you cannot a, a man cannot fill all your broken places. And what I noticed when doing mentoring with this young lady is in this season of singleness, I felt like God met her here. Like I felt like he was hugging her in her sorrows and comforting her and reminding her I am good and I can be trusted. I, I don't know what's ahead for her. I can't I don't have a crystal ball but I know for sure that when we trust that God is good and that he has our best interest in mind. You know, think about like a good father, you know, my husband doesn't want to withhold any good gifts from our daughters if he can help it. And if it's with their best, in their best interest. And so your good and loving father loves you and he wants what's best for you. And he hears your prayers and he sees the tears and you can trust him. You know, I, I know for sure that he is good. He was good yesterday. He will be good tomorrow. And so this season of singleness, I know you wish you could just wish it away or have a magic wand and it'd be over, right? And you have your future plan and I get it. I get all of that. But I think sometimes it is in that season that we develop our character and God meets us there. And I just want to, um, as I was talking with that young lady, she said kind of with tears in her eyes, like, I want to get married. You know, I I don't want that to go away, but I do know for sure. I am can confidently say I'm in a place where I want Jesus more than anything. And I think that through this process, while it wouldn't, was not something she planned, I think she can say she's totally grown with that. And it's been a sweet and tender season where the Lord has drawn really near to her. And I just hope that's some encouragement that maybe that is where um, you're growing as well. So the last thing I just want to say is your life is now. Don't wait until you're single, until you have the kids, until you have the job and the house and all those things. Don't wish it away. This is a beautiful stage. There is purpose to this stage. There's purpose to this time. There is development in your character. There's development in your future husband's character All of this is part of the story and it's not a mistake and it's not a chapter that should have been deleted. It is part of the story. It's a crucial, beautiful, exciting part of the story. It's a story you're going to tell your kids one day. It's a story that um, was always supposed to be there. And so I want you just to, I I know sometimes you want to wish away, but just take joy in the season and look for the best of it. As I said earlier, you find what you're looking for and you can find beauty in this season if you're looking for it. You are becoming a wife. You are becoming a mom, even before you even meet your spouse. It is all a work in progress. And I'm so thankful that you are on this journey. That is all for today's podcast. I have several social media with some bullet points about this episode live. And so I would love if you found this helpful for you to like and share. You can find me at Katie Wilmer Life on TikTok and Instagram, my two favorite platforms. My DMs are always open. So feel free to reach out if this episode was helpful for you. And as always, leaving a review is the best compliment you can give. Thanks so much for being here. And I hope you gain some truths for your 20s.